0: Hi, I'm Orlando Bloom, and you're listening to Two Star Podcast.
1: Good afternoon, morning, or evening listeners, and welcome back to the Two Star Podcast. Today is episode 56, uh, with my normal partners in Jollity, Graham. Hello. And Adam. Hi. And our very special guest, Christopher. All right. How you doing? Good. So... so- um, we have a number of happy topics to discuss with you today, and I thought since everyone could probably use some cheering up, we should discuss something wonderful, which is uh, a children's game. So, Graham, would you like to talk, us, talk to us about the wonders of this Pokemon Go thing?
2: Well, it's a game designed for five-year-olds, and for some reason, everyone on the internet is banging on about it all the time. You- I don't really understand why, Um you're not allowed to download it if you live in England, so you have to pretend that you live in America and or get it from some dodgy website. And so I did that, and I caught a bat thing, and I don't think there's anything more to it than that. I think I've caught one Pokémon, and that is all the enjoyment it's possible to get from the game, as far as I can tell.
1: Isn't Isn't the point of Pokémon
2: normally that you
1: make them fight each other like some cruel Roman slave master.
2: Oh, fuck that. That sounds boring.
1: Well, okay. Well, I don't know. You, you just might not be getting the full experience.
2: Yeah, I think I I don't want to have the full experience. I don't understand why normally rational, sane grown-ups are playing this children's game and going on about it all the time, really.
3: It well, seems like an elaborate scam to get people to go outdoors, and possibly trespass and commit other minor crimes.
2: Well, I think eight people have been murdered as a direct result of going to dodgy neighbourhoods. Yeah. And uh, somebody actually found a dead body in a river. Does that count? Uh, No, you don't get any points for that one, so you had to call the police instead. But that's, uh, that's not even made up, so that actually happened.
3: Yeah. Well, there was the thing that several people have been, like, mugged by people who used... It to find where they were and go and mug them.
2: Yeah, which is absolutely fair enough.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I mean,
1: some people are too stupid to have money. Mm.
2: But um, I don't understand why it's just exploded as if it's the best thing of all time. It, I think... it seems a disproportionate amount of coverage for...
3: Well, it's one of those things where I kind of discovered that apparently almost everybody that I follow on Twitter really loves Pokemon. Yeah. And it's never really been a thing that I got into. But now they can do Pokemon on their phone and like when they're just walking to work there might be like a Pokemon in the middle of the road so they can go yeah. and stand in the middle of the road and catch the Pokemon while not getting run over
2: I tried playing it on a Game Boy a long time ago and it was really boring but um, I get the
3: appeal the just...
2: cartoon was shite yes it was
3: There's no uh, that.
2: and I was made to go and see the film by my then 12 year old brother and that was, was awful yeah. there have been lots of films but yeah, it, I've never seen the appeal at all. But I don't really like um, Japanese culture. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, a bit racist, but I know what you mean. It's not well. There isn't really any it, specifically Japanese pop culture. I like samurais and shit, yeah. but um, like manga. Because oh, I was thinking, I don't like anime. And I thought, well, that's fair enough. But then it's not just anime. It's basically I don't know all like weird. I don't like weird haircuts. Um, I don't like bubble tea. What's
1: your um, non-tentacle
2: ball? If you, if you go to a Comic-Con, they have like the Japanese section and it's all just really weird shit and I, it makes me uncomfortable. I have to... And I don't know if that makes me racist. I don't think it does.
0: I, um, I, I don't have a problem with the Japanese with, people. Uh, is this Brexit? Are we seeing the effects of Brexit? Well, is no, it I was, you um, feel that you can air these offensive views? I
2: I hated Japanese culture quite a long time before this, but. He's, he's very like much. A hipster a, yeah, racist. exactly. Oh, yeah, that's true. The, the, the hipster of racists. I should clarify that I don't have a problem with Japanese people. I like them. Some of your
3: best friends are Japanese people.
2: <laughs> I wouldn't go that Hopefully far. He has any, obviously. But I just hate everything they like. That's. I mean, that's not. I'd like to go to Japan because I think. I like all of the big buildings with um, pretty lights on and stuff. Japanese food. Um, I would just not want to watch any cartoons or have any of their weird food.
1: It does seem weird, though, because, you know, we're all quite geeky and into that geeky subculture, but the whole
2: Japanese thing has just bounced off all of us. Like, sushi is brilliant. I like sushi, and I like wagamamas and katsu curry and stuff, but it's just Japanese pop culture cartoons music videos and the weird shit that young people I think it's it's an amplification of my disdain for young people <laughs> because Japanese young people are like our young people but much more so
3: yes I mean I have to say like there's there's some Japanese stuff that I've enjoyed like there are certain um certain anime that I've seen that are they're not kind of what you expect from anime there's not lots of kind of girls in school uniforms and like animated bright backgrounds and people with massive eyes and lots of shouting um, yeah. stuff that's actually kind of you know actually well written because when stuff, some
2: but- somebody told me that to get into manga you should watch a film called Akira which is sort of it's set in the future a bit and they ride these wicked motorbikes and so I watched that and for 90% of it I was bored, senseless, and then at the end um, a man gets really, really fat, like the size of a house for some reason and then maybe explodes or something I can't really remember, but so it was boring and then stupid and they said that's the best manga film
3: Um, I mean, possibly I don't know, I've never really been a big fan I quite like um, Mm -hmm. What's His Faces stuff, Um, things like um, Spirited Away and um, what's the guy's name? I don't know
1: uh I just yeah, feel I like both of us when I say we need to burn Adam as a heretic again.
2: I will I, I have a feeling I will know it when I hear it, but I couldn't even begin to guess.
3: Miyazaki. That's the one. Oh no. It's stuff. Studio studio Ghibli, studio Ghibli mm-hmm. stuff, which Oh yeah, yeah, is, I know that word. Like it's it's really it's just you know, it's really high quality animated films, but just kind of Japanese. But they're not again, it's not kind of what you Kind of typically associate with anime, all the kind of like Dragon Ball Z and that kind of awful. I and mean, Dragon Ball
2: Z can go fuck itself yes. sideways. Yes, um, I I'll be willing to reassess my opinion of Japanese pop culture when they start drawing characters sweating without just a massive drop of water on the side of their head. Is that if they what? can put a bit more effort into that, then I'm then I will give it another chance. But until we until they do that. Then, uh, then forget it. Well, that's it then, really. I do enjoy tentacle porn.
0: <laughs> but I, I have really a question say... about the uh, the detail of sweat that you want. Okay. So one big lump of sweat, that's not enough sweat.
2: No. Right? Well, it's not that it's not so... enough, it's just it's it's too big a, a big drop. That's it needs awesome. more evenly distribution across the right. head.
0: So there must be uh, a number whereby that amount of, beads of sweat you'd say yes that is accurate enough for a cartoon
2: yeah well they need to be much smaller and i would say a minimum of six six okay i think that's reasonable
0: that's good i i like the specificity
2: yeah so when japan can go away have a bit of a think about this and come back to us when they've uh, sorted out the the representation of um like anxiety and uh general sweatiness uh, then then we'll talk.
0: Well, I mean, would you not think that their current depictions are sort of an artistic shorthand?
2: It is an artistic shorthand, you're right, but it's a stupid one. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind artistic shorthand as long as it's not stupid. Yeah. And uh, Japanese artistic shorthand is stupid.
1: Also, it all inevitably seems to come with the character frozen stock still with their mouth wide open.
2: Like they want, will... yeah, but with a, that's with a just... very, very slight vibration and some sort of lines in the background. And that's not, I mean, that's, no I think that's I'm just not, to like save, I'm not an save animator. the animator's
3: wrist and just like you know, make it's like you always used to get on all the uh, the old sort of 80s cartoons where you could always tell when a bit of the background was going to animate because it was a completely different color to the rest of the, the
2: yeah, wow. I mean, that, that's fair enough. But they have computers these days, they this can do true. a better job, they, they're just lazy, yeah. I mean I love Tom and, and Jerry. Also, I hold it up. What the fuck is going on with their writing? It's all just squiggles.
0: Mm. How um, <laughs> um how do you feel about when Garfield is asleep and they just have Zeds? Do you um find that acceptable?
2: Great. I kind of prefer Garfield breathing a little and having his eyes closed. I I don't have an issue with that, but I think the general um sort of sarcasm and uh, cynicism of Garfield elevates it uh, to something that's somewhat higher than just a cartoon. Mm. And, and he likes lasagna as well, which is I mean, he's a cat for fuck's sake, he's a cat even pasta, so that's crazy. Okay.
0: I mean, I, I uh, would feel I should defend the original TV series of Pokemon, which I found very entertaining. Okay. Um, I think you should go back and watch it. Listen to I the theme tune.
2: I will never do that.
0: Well, you're you're missing out on um, on a lot of fun. I don't think I am. I've I've
2: watched quite a lot of it because my younger brother was into it, and I just hated it. It's a bit like um, sometimes my wife will put on The Big Bang Theory and I, it just makes me sit in the room just hating everything about it and hating her for making me watch it. You see, It I just feel- fills me with so much rage.
1: I feel the opposite way about The Big Bang Theory because I can watch it in the same way that I can eat, say, something like a Burger King in that I can eat it and I can you know, either enjoy it or laugh or what have you and then I spend the rest of the evening feeling very shitty. Why do mm. you
3: laugh at your burgers? What the fuck is wrong with you?
2: Have you seen what Burger King burgers
1: look like?
3: Right.
2: Yeah, he probably took the lid off. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's just some some things just fill me with uh, with loathing, and it's unjustifiable. Really, it, I, there's no reason I should feel that strongly about it, but I do, and that's their problem, not mine. Mm. Fair enough. So the Japanese are going to have to. Uh, they're just going to have to sort themselves out a bit. Yeah, sure. The right. So now
3: that we've uh, we've dealt with the the initial uh, hopefully last bit, but you never know with us uh, a bit of casual racism for the podcast. Um, Chris, uh, what do you think of last week's episode? You're our uh, our listener soundboard. You're
2: our focus group.
0: Yeah, uh, I have to say I enjoyed it a lot. I was a bit Good worried exactly sort of to edit. how are they going to cope without me, but. Uh, You did very well. I think what was different from where, you know, poor episodes was you had content. I thought that was excellent.
2: It does help, doesn't it? Yeah, we
0: thought we'd try something different. Yeah. I thought Dan's um, Dan's top ten was very good.
2: It was was cracking. I enjoyed
0: the... Once he realised
3: it
2: was a a top (laughs) ten. I enjoyed the production that Adam put in. Yeah. It worked very well.
0: I was uh, was glad that you were able to clarify that a top ten needed to be in a particular (laughs) order. Yeah,
2: I mean, oh, it's helped. one of the fundamental um, uh, base thingies of a Every top ten, is pretty isn't it, really? It's not, it's not just, here's, here's the top ten on the hit parade this week in no particular order, <laughs> here are ten songs which are generally agreed to be quite good.
1: And I think it would be that much better if that's how they did it.
2: It would be more, um, it would be fairer, wouldn't it? Yeah. No Why should somebody um, get more uh, kudos just because they've sold more um
3: well, it's discriminating against people whose songs aren't as successful
2: yeah. or aren't as good? yeah
3: yeah well, I'm glad that you enjoyed it, Chris. Yeah, no, I, I really liked it when
1: um,
2: I can also report that um my ten month old enjoys the Monty Python intermission music.
1: Excellent well
2: So uh, yeah, that came on while we were in the car when I was listening to it for um general narcissism reasons, and uh, he just started laughing all the way through that music.
0: You've exposed a child to the podcast. I I think um we should phone the authorities about that. Well
2: I couldn't well, I mean I played it um through headphones into Gemma's womb before he was born, so I don't think it's any different.
1: Mm. So you're compounding your crime.
2: Yeah. Okay, that's fine. I'm sure the authorities will take very little interest in that. But when he kills Michael Gove, then you'll thank me. <laughs> yeah, fair point. We all will. Yeah. So any other matters arising from last week?
0: Oh, I, I liked it very much when, um, when Dan just went crazy and just started giggling insanely. That was good.
3: Yes, that was during the, uh, the music video where he got very excited about mm-hmm. a man doing things in first
2: person. Oh, he was very pleased about the dog being thrown through the window, wasn't he? Yes. He oh, yeah, was, his... <laughs> was, yeah. Yeah. I, I think we seen... found his level.
3: I've never seen a man so excited to see a dog
0: thrown through a window.
2: Yeah, I wondered if he'd,
0: um, he'd um, accidentally set off his uh, robotic wanking claw at the wrong moment.
2: <laughs> it, it, it was he, he left it on tickle mode.
1: It's cybernetic.
2: There's a difference. Yeah, that's actually more horrifying. Yeah,
3: I mean, it's part part living creature. Yeah, what but I, it's
1: part
2: hamster,
3: human or animal touch.
0: I'm very much looking forward to uh, Daniel's top ten most hated Labour MPs today.
1: I haven't had time to compile one because I'm not, frankly, sure who is still a Labour MP. It's very it's, much up in the air. It's a very
2: fluid situation, isn't it? It is.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you record these on Tuesday and they don't come out till Friday or Saturday, it could. Uh, yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, who can say?
1: I
2: mean, there yeah, may I mean, be- as it as it stands, we have a new Prime Minister elect, but by the time this comes out, uh, she will be actually running the country, and we'll have all had to submit our internet history. She
0: yeah. might have resigned that by Friday. Yeah, Which we well, probably not well, yeah. entirely possible.
2: Yeah.
3: Um,
0: David
2: Cameron might
3: just have to come back and take over for a bit longer. Can you imagine? Mm. It would be the funniest thing.
2: I like that um, Andrea Leadsom said a stupid thing, got called an idiot for saying a stupid thing, and then threw her toys out the pram and said, well, I'm not doing it then.
3: Yeah, it was yeah. kind of bizarre. Like The whole Times front page thing. Like She did an interview and they quoted her on what she said and then yeah. she was outraged that they quoted her on what she said and said it was they all cl- lies. And claimed then they, she
2: said the exact opposite. And then they it.
3: released both the transcript and the audio of the interview, in which it was quite clear that she'd said what they said that she did. And yeah. she continued to insist that that wasn't actually what she meant, it was just what yeah. she'd said, and they should have known that she didn't mean what she said, she meant something different. Yeah, just because she said it doesn't mean she thinks it. Um, I mean,
1: in fact, it's so, a fairly really safe position
3: to take with your average politician, but... Um, yeah.
2: I mean, even if – she didn't say that she didn't think that. She said that it was taken in the wrong context. But she she kind of stood by what she said, which was that having children somehow gives you a, a more of a stake in the future of the country, which is, I mean, a ridiculous position to start from. If you look at it in that respect, she has more of a stake in their future yeah. and potentially less in the society as a whole. I mean, Dan, I think, what's is what's probably – um, if 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 we said to dan that we were going to enslave um 50% of the population he would be thinking well, that's awful i would be thinking well there's a good chance my children won't get enslaved so how do i edge it so that it's not them
1: yeah and I mean, that that I sounds reasonable you, conservative ground. i mean
2: that's not hey eh? i never knew you were a conservative well yeah exactly and that's why i'm not running the country
0: yes one of many reasons <laughs> My my feelings of uh, Andrea Leadsom is that she's just a classic um, corporate uh, business bullshitter. She Mm. would not have looked out of place on The Apprentice, just coming up with just empty slogans and cliches. And uh, I'm glad she's gone. Yeah, it was. I I felt very strange um, for someone of my political leanings to feel sorry for Theresa May. Yeah. Which uh is, and then David Cameron.
1: I I just can't get my head around it.
0: Yeah.
2: And if if you can get away from the fact that Theresa May basically thinks we shouldn't have any human rights, we should just have a series of allowances mm. um which can be revoked at any moment. I mean she is the most reasonable candidate they had and stands the best chance of uniting the party because now there are calls for a second general election and there's absolutely no way the Tories wouldn't walk it and probably end up with more of a majority than they've got now with the way things are but going. But there's no conceivable
3: way that we could have one, so it doesn't
2: yeah.
0: matter. Well, I, 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 was, I found it very odd that um, people in Labour were saying, we should have a general election. It seems like that's the worst thing that could possibly happen. Yeah, to this America. is literally I, the I, worst
3: time they could do it. Labour's in a complete fucking mess, and Theresa May hasn't been Prime Minister long enough to fuck anything up yet.
2: I guess it's um, Labour's only hope because perhaps uh, Jeremy Corbyn would lose his seat, and that's what <laughs> that's what they're banking on. That, that's their, that's if they can bribe enough people in Islington to get him out, then it, the whole problem goes away. Well, does it? Well, no, but. I mean, what else can they do? It's less of a problem than they've currently got. They're currently, and by the time this comes out, we'll probably know the answer to whether they're going to keep him off the ballot paper. No, no, they have announced have they are keeping him
3: on the ballot paper. paper. Uh, he doesn't have to get any MPs.
2: Okay, so basically 80% of the party now have, have got to resign or they've got to go back on, on no their previous back. stance. Yes, it's good, isn't it? Yes. And they And they think that a general election is going to somehow benefit them. It's ludicrous, isn't
3: it? Weird. But yeah, we're not getting a general election anytime soon because the only two ways that we can get one aren't going to happen. So The only upside to this is I don't honestly know what Theresa May thinks about
1: Brexit given that she keeps on saying Brexit is Brexit. Um,
2: and well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a
1: nicely vague happen? statement, isn't it? So it, it could mean like, yep, we've left. What's different? Absolutely nothing, but we've left. Oh, I'm very unhappy about that. Congratulations. Welcome to the Conservative internment camp. So, you know, of,
2: of the five candidates who were there last week, she seems the least likely to completely fuck us over just to get out of Europe as quickly as possible. Yes. I think it's sort of the the best position to get, you know, a bit of damage limitation. Yeah. But anyway, it's a uh, it's thoroughly exciting time to be alive.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm enjoying politics so much at the moment. Um
2: I would like it if people stopped um, saying it's like The Thick of It, though.
0: Yeah. Because
2: I, I think that's been established now. That's fine. Maybe stop saying it. Yeah. I don't
0: think it is like The Thick of It. I, I think it is I think far if that. The
2: Thick of It came out with this, they would say, no, that's too unbelievable. <laughs> Rewrite it. Mm.
1: Although, are we missing a trick in our careers? Should we become political satirists? And right. well, what's the point a now? A shitload of LSD. And we, we
3: are now living in a in a in an environment where basically you can't do jokes anymore because we're in we're in a post satire world. Like it, it, doesn't, it doesn't seem to matter doesn't work what you do. The, the, yeah, someone will find some way of, of fucking it up for you by doing that thing that you were going to make the joke about.
2: Somebody could could watch your political satire, or they could watch. The real world, like the which only is thing lef- and less believable.
3: The only thing left to happen before they have completely outdone all satire is for Theresa May to punch the Queen.
0: That be so much fun.
3: <laughs> That's it. Once they've done that, they've gone full day to day, and there's nothing
2: left. And shout, "I'm Queen now, bitch!"
3: Like, what do you do uh, after
1: that? No, no, I've got a better one. Punches the Queen has lesbian affair with Angela Merkel.
2: Mm. I mean, come November, President Trump is gonna throw a spanner in the works and it, all bets are off then, aren't they? Oh Christ,
3: well, like, I didn't even bets about that. Off,
1: you mean yeah. human civilization is doing I
2: mean, it. And yes, America are in a in a happy little period now where they can look at us and just laugh at how stupid we are and how much we're destroying ourselves. But they're gonna have President Trump in a few months and then the pecking order will be restored.
1: Mm, Austria is about to elect a far right candidate as well. So, uh, oh, super! Well, that'd yeah. be nice. Um, I mean, you get the feeling you're, you know, live tweeting the end of human civilization.
2: Uh,
3: yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, on the subject of of just terrible, terrible people, um, why can't I be more evil in computer games? Like, Which games are we talking about? any like there just aren't many where you can actually be evil right you can there's loads of games where you can be a dick and there's a bunch where you can just kind of be a criminal but there's not really very many where you can genuinely be a nasty evil person and do horrible things i'm sure Uh,
0: how how evil do you want to be
3: well In a way that, like, actually implies evil rather than, like, just kind of morally ambiguous or, as I said, just being a bit of a dick or committing some crimes for, you know, personal gain.
2: What was the really awful first-person shooter that came out a couple of years ago? That's basically created by white power. Oh, hatred nutters. Yeah, you could just play that. that yeah. well, because that's what happens if you want to be evil in video games. That's the game, kind of game you get. I think.
3: Well, that's the, that's the. There's no. There's no subtlety or nuance there.
2: Okay, so you want to be the person pulling the strings of somebody? Well, yeah. I, I mean, mean, that's
3: certainly an option. But just like, for example, like there's. Um, back when i played uh city of heroes and they brought out city of villains which was the you know villainous counterpart most of the stuff that they did was just kind of again morally ambiguous yeah you were being bad committing a few crimes but it wasn't really evil but there were a couple of things that they put in that like genuinely seemed evil like there was a group of of, of criminals who were trying to you know be get reformed and somebody was helping them and providing school books and all the rest of it And you went and fucked them over and made sure that it didn't work out. And that was actually kind of felt evil. Like you were doing something genuinely nasty rather than just kind of being a bit of a dick.
2: I guess because you still want the experience to be fun and enjoyable. And if you're killing orphans, then maybe that makes it not a pleasant experience
3: again i think you can kind of be a little more subtle than murdering orphans like that the um the stupid call of duty one where you had to like mow down a load of civilians in an Um, airport that was just there for shock value that wasn't again it wasn't really you kind of
0: being evil it was just senseless um so what you want you want a game where you're evil but in a for a cause yeah like you know
3: just you've, you've got you know you want to get world domination or you know
0: you want you want a, a you want ISIS the game, don't you? That's what this is a pitch for.
3: I mean, that wouldn't be too bad. Like that kind of concept, where where you actually get to be a bad person, rather than an I've asshole.
2: I've, I've gone, gone back to Civilization Five thing. because it was um, cheap on Steam, and being able to play as ISIS would probably be quite good fun. I
0: bet you there's a mod for that.
2: There probably is.
0: I mean, I think you raise a very difficult philosophical question is what is good and what is evil so i'm sure there are games where written in america for americans where you're playing as the good guys and actually you're probably doing something pretty evil um, overthrowing a democratically elected government um so that you can set up the cia to smuggle drugs yeah that kind of thing there
1: was one game I played where you could be an evil corporation bastard. So you um, you ran this. It was an ancient game, but you you ran this ran this company and you do all these. Other, you're competing against other companies and do all these other things to sort of make sure your business took over, like doing better marketing and hiring better lawyers and you know hiring people to smash up their shop and break their legs and burn their businesses down and infecting them with viruses, computer viruses and, and all that kind of stuff. So um, and you could like kidnap their
2: families and stuff so that was pretty evil i mean
3: that is fairly evil i'll I'll give you that
2: Um, what if you could um be donkey kong and you got to throw the barrels would that be fun
3: that's pretty evil yeah
0: um there's um in gta 5 there's that mission where you have to torture that that guy that's pretty evil isn't it
3: that is pretty
1: evil well actually gta It's quite a good example because you can play the entire game by, you know, going bowling, taking your girlfriend out for pizza and having a drink with your friends.
3: But instead you choose to go and fuck shit up. Yeah, but again, that's just kind of uh, that's kind of more anarchy than like outright evil. You're just going on a crime spree because it's fun.
1: Yeah,
2: that's fair. So it, so it shouldn't be enjoyable. You should see it doesn't matter, It's not that it shouldn't be of, enjoyable, but like. Of the weeping family for every person you kill. like or GTA,
3: something. you're just going and, and doing stuff. You know, as I said, you're just committing crimes because it's fun. And then you've got stuff like, say, you go out to like Dungeon Keeper, where you, you're the bad guy. But all you're actually doing is just killing the, the adventurers that come into your dungeon. It's like, well, they broke into your house. It's perfectly legitimate that you murdered them and possibly talked to them and turned them to your cause. So um, Dungeon Keeper was fun. Yes, that's true. Um, but yeah, like I, as I said, there are there are games that do bits of it, but it's just, I just want to, like, a game where you're the bad guy in a kind of the same sort of way that you're the good guy. Like, you're the, the chosen bad guy that has to basically fuck over the world um, rather than, you know, being the saviour.
2: I would imagine any game like that would have a very unsatisfying conclusion, though.
3: You, well, possibly, but
1: you could still win if you like, you know if you if you took over the world, like when you're playing nod on um c n c you can um you do the final mission and you get to use the ion cannon to blow up the eiffel tower
0: I think an issue here, if you think about evil regimes is it gets to the point where you actually have to do quite a lot of bureaucracy and admin, so uh, if you yeah. were playing as bad guys like Isis it would reach the point where you maybe had a viable state and then you'd have to start issuing passports and Mm. looking after border controls. And and then it becomes
3: kind of shit. Yeah. (laughs) The one evil never really gets anywhere. Yeah. Mm. Hmm.
0: I don't think we've got a conclusion for you. No, i gonna Um, have to put
3: some more thought into it. See if I can find, find some better, any, some games that do it well.
0: Maybe you could just be evil in real life. The problem is
3: that there's like personal consequences to that. I don't really want to have to deal with. You could punch
2: children because what can they do? Mm,
3: this is true. Actually, the um, the the Bioware Star Wars RPGs were quite good for being evil. If you went down the dark side, there were some there were some kind of genuinely just evil things you could do, mostly by like doing Jedi mind tricks on people and just insisting that they you know sell you their child or whatever. Um, Why would you want to buy a child? Oh, probably, so you could just sell them into slavery, okay um you know it's it's I mean obviously you're not gonna do anything with them otherwise, what's char gonna do? I suppose they could like you know make some trainers or something.
2: Selling a child in slavery is pointless because they're weak.
3: Yeah, but like they make, got, make like, rubbish slaves. They've got small hands; they can do all like the fiddly sewing and, and uh, soldering. Okay, and stuff. Yeah. That's why they're so good for like you know uh, all the Chinese factories use them.
2: What if you uh, if you played like a Victorian um, factory owner and you could send children up chimneys and into the backs of machines to get mangled and stuff?
3: But I don't think they did it to get them mangled. I think that was no, they side
2: did. Effect. Having the machine fixed was a uh, was a, just a happy bonus.
3: Oh, I didn't realise
1: that. Yeah, you learn something new every day. Right? So
2: you could you could be like a, a Victorian slum lord.
0: Yeah, that that could work.
2: And uh, yeah, just extort people and raise the rents and stuff.
0: What hmm. you could maybe do is play uh, Sim City, but plan really bad infrastructure so that uh, all of your citizens are caught in traffic jams. Oh yeah, uh, have so poor just quality of life.
2: Very passive aggressive kind of evil.
0: Yeah. Yeah, just building bottlenecks into the transport system.
2: Yeah, and uh, every now and then just demolish a park.
3: Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty evil. Mm. I and mean, it lacks the kind of personal association because obviously you're you're doing it from quite a high level. But still, I mean that could that
2: could work. I think I think uh, to be truly evil, you need to be on uh, that kind of higher higher level to really. Otherwise, it's it's very personal. Uh, evil that you are inflicting on a handful of people, you need you need yeah, to be able to spread it right. over sort of a city of millions, don't you? Otherwise, what's the point? Mm,
3: yeah, it's fair enough.
2: You, you could just go and punch your girlfriend if you want to do something you know, low level. Two-star podcast does not endorse punching your girlfriend. Just well, no, I I don't think it endorses um, becoming a Victorian slumlord either. Really,
0: mm. yeah, i i th- I think uh, I think Graham should uh, resign <coughs> for that outrageous comment.
2: Well. Okay, <laughs> uh, then I will uh, immediately be re- reappointed.
0: Oh god, like Nigel yeah. Farage
2: will be in a couple of months. Oh god.
0: Um, how about something less drastic than the suggestion of Graham that I'd like to distance myself from? And for I just think some- he
2: should punch his girlfriend. I just said if if he's going to go for low level evil, then that would be easier than getting a, a brand new game made. It well, wouldn't necessarily be a good thing to do, but the, the whole point is he wants to be evil.
0: What about the low level evil of uh, not separating your recycling out from your general waste?
2: But then that I is guess, keeping um, somebody in a job, isn't it, technically?
0: Yeah,
3: that's not really evil because, you know, it's
2: it's kind of just more mischievous. What about if every single day when you see your next door neighbour, you throw an egg at him?
3: <laughs> Hang on, I'm sure we've had this conversation before.
2: Yeah. And we established just, that there is nothing they can do to stop you. <laughs> yes, well, but you, you could put it into practice. Yeah, I and, could. Uh, I could
3: try out your theory. Just throw really an egg
2: was... near your neighbour. Don't hit him because that's assault. Throw it on the ground next to him. Maybe splatter his shoes a bit. Every single day, they can't do anything. They can't put you in prison for throwing eggs at people. It's ridiculous. They kind of absolutely can. But then you'd get let out of prison after a while, they, and then you could do it again. They can't stop you. That's true.
3: No, no, fair point. No, I'll give you that. If you you were determined, You could keep throwing them from there.
2: All your neighbour could do is move house and then you could find out where he's moved to and go and do it again. And that, I think, is the best way to inflict evil.
0: Mm. This has reminded me of a a sketch that used to be on a a Lee and Herring um, TV show of the most evil man in the world that had all of these obscure schemes for spreading evil. And uh, perhaps you could... Pick up his uh, baton and run with it. Just do evil things. Hmm.
2: So is it specifically in games that you want to be evil, or just? Yeah, no, I, I, don't, mean, I don't. Real I don't life want to. seems more, more, more kind of achievable.
3: Yeah, but as I said, there's also then personal consequences. I like doing it in games because it, it's detached enough that I don't actually have to deal with any of the consequences of my actions.
2: I think that's that's why you'll never get the true evil. Yes. Mm. Hmm. Well, any suggestions for how Adam can be more evil in games? Um, I don't know. Keep it to yourself, frankly.
3: Yeah, I mean, don't, I, I, I wouldn't expend the effort, frankly.
0: Nope. Why? Why don't you play Championship Manager um, but deliberately lose? That's quite evil. Um, I mean, yeah, I'd take over Manchester United. Um, sell sell all, all, all of their players, players and yeah. then just buy goalkeepers. Get them
2: relegated fact. on purpose and then leave the club.
3: Yeah, I mean, I have I have previously fielded a team of eleven free transfer goalkeepers.
2: Um, How did it make you feel?
3: Uh, well, we lost, so it wasn't great. But conceptually, I think I achieved my goal.
2: Well, there you go.
0: Right. Well, I'm I'm prepared to give it some thought and and come back.
3: Okay. Excellent. Thanks. It's appreciated. So. Um.
1: Other exciting news. Skynet is branching out and now makes beer, apparently.
2: Yeah. A beer brewing company has got an artificial intelligence software package that um, decides what to put in the beer.
1: Why? No possible way that can horribly backfire on us as a nation.
0: Have they basically got a robot, like we talked about for Adam's Cheese Shop, that can... Um S- smell the cheese and can know what flavour it is, and then
2: no, because it's actually involved in the manufacture. So yeah, but um,
0: like, so so it would it would have a little sniff of the beer and it would think oh it needs it needs well, more hot.
2: No, we've we've already established that computers can't smell.
0: Okay, well w- does it just weigh the ingredients? Is it just like a big clever cooking machine?
2: Yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, okay. the the way it works is it's got. Uh, basic beer recipes, and then there's a code um, that people drinking it uh, can I don't know put in their telephone somehow, and it goes into a Facebook chat bot, and they can answer a series of yes and no questions, and then their feedback goes into an AI algorithm called ABI Automatic Brewing Intelligence, and that analyzes customers' likes and dislikes. So with that feedback the brewmaster is able to tweak the brews.
1: I mean, so, that sounds cool, except for the fact that most
2: customers are idiots.
3: Also, yeah, can yeah, they
2: have just done it with,
3: like, an intern that reads through the surveys?
2: Um, yeah, but then how, how would an intern know what to... I mean, it's quite low-level artificial intelligence, isn't it, really? Yeah,
3: I mean, by artificial intelligence, do they just mean, like, um, Gmail inbox?
2: Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Cheap at least. <laughs> Christ. Christ, that was a sneeze. Yes.
1: yes
2: um. So yeah, it just it sort of gets the feedback and then adjusts the the mix, the mash tons. I think that's something involved in uh in in beer mm. brewing. Um, and then it it make, and then beer comes out the other end and tastes nicer.
3: And and what is the the cost involved in this process? Presumably, as a as a customer, I what the, cost paying, to,
2: what, I'm the paying monetary extra. cost or yeah, the I mean, cost I, to humanity in the long run?
3: Uh, just the monetary cost. That's all I'm interested in.
2: Okay. Because um, presumably, so. as a
3: customer, I'm having to pay extra for this level of sophisticated input into my beer.
2: Um, I don't know. Let's see.
3: And if not, that's highly suspicious that they can they can afford to do this without you know passing the cost on to the uh, consumer.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much AI costs, but it's probably not cheap, is it?
3: Why can't you just outsource it these days? We you sort still of pay um, for
2: it. Yeah. like Outsourcing maybe, just doesn't make it free. Maybe it's advertising on the beer.
3: Ah, like you have to like watch a short video before you can uh, drink it.
2: Yeah, well, and their, their ultimate goal is to win a um, beer competition.
3: Using this AI?
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. So this so, is more for the development of a beer. It's it's not like, what did you think of Stella? And they go, well, I'd like it to be stronger. Oh, and yeah. yeah. Go, okay, well, we'll make it stronger. Because um, that's a big established brand. Well, I mean, I don't know, not knowing
2: what the f- feedback questions are. I don't know, but... Um, I mean, it's yeah, it's the same principle, isn't it? If you If it says... you like this beer and you say no and it says what was wrong with it and you say it was too weak then if enough people did that a stronger beer would come out wouldn't it
0: I think I I don't think this will work for making a craft beer because what makes craft beers successful is that they taste a bit unusual and a bit different and that's what people Mm. like about a craft beer what people like about lager is um, all lagers taste almost exactly the same I guess that's probably kind of
3: like brewing by committee. You just end up with a kind of bland, every beer. Yeah,
0: Yeah, and and that's that's what's drunk in huge quantities um, in most countries on the continent. It's pretty much 5%. um, Very difficult to tell the difference between any kind of lager beer from across the whole continent. So that's what you'll end up with.
2: Hmm. It's just sort of a race to the most... Uh, average Mm. possible uh, beer you could get I'd like to see them do a similar thing for wine and somehow program into an algorithm the concept of terroir that would be interesting
0: Mm. yeah wine is a um, okay I mean we've already done quite a lot on politics Um, I think we would I don't think we should get into really technical brewing discussions Okay. Or should we? I don't know. Well, I don't know. What we should do is we should get a robot that will survey yeah. all of your listeners yeah. uh, to decide what we should talk about. And we could just ask them, couldn't we? Yeah. It not take long. We could, yeah. Well, well, we, 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 need, we need
3: an algorithm. You can't do anything yeah. without an algorithm these days. What, well, we're what I would them. say
0: is your, I don't want to try and pronounce it, terwa, I know what the no, thing the is. Yeah, um Yeah, beer can be much more standardised in its production because you have yeah, I think a fixed beer is, set of is ingredients, more, you have much more control over them. Yeah, wine don't tangible, tend to
3: get kind it? of vintages of beer.
0: No, I mean wine is wine is quite randomised by um, all Climatic
2: sorts of conditions and yeah. Uh, yeah, all sorts of things. Yeah, yeah. Beer is a more controlled environment. Yeah, yeah. it's ironic, really, because uh, you're less likely to maintain control drinking beer than you are wine.
0: I would dispute that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we, well, we, we've have all you,
2: met
3: Chris after a few bottles of wine.
2: Have you ever pissed yourself while drinking wine?
0: Um, probably I have, yeah.
2: Right, you
0: don't okay. remember.
2: You, you are equally out of control.
0: If I was a politician, I would say I, I do not recall. Hmm. I have no recollection. Well, that's president. the point. You don't
2: have any recollection, but I can tell you for a fact you have not pissed yourself on wine, but you have many times on beer.
0: Uh, it's very hard and, to prove, and um, you
2: have no recollection to prove otherwise.
0: Yeah, it's very hard to prove that I haven't, though, isn't it? I you haven't, have... you haven't kept me, uh, you haven't kept your eye on me. But I process all, the all of time. your underwear. Before I, I it believe gets
3: the washed. response is: I fear the gentleman's recollection is is not the same as mine.
2: Yeah, maybe. Absolutely. Well, either way, um, Skynet makes beer and. Um, it's going to suck all the joy out of drinking beer so that we're easier to enslave, presumably.
1: So what's going into hip- hipster?
2: No, it's the opposite of a hipster. That's the problem. Oh, okay. If it was a hipster, then it would be uh, adding in all kinds of weird ingredients just because it felt like it. But it's it's a focus. Maybe that's, that's, maybe that's what it
0: will do. Maybe it will find out what the general mainstream likes and then not do that.
2: Yeah. Well, I suppose you, know, you could, uh, when it becomes... Uh, self-aware, it's just going to say, well, you'll like this, you are wrong to like this, I will tell you what is good beer.
0: And yeah, or I won't really tell want, you, I'll it? keep it a secret and I'll just drink it myself. Is
2: there an equivalent job um, for beer of a vintner?
0: It's
1: a brewmaster, isn't
2: it? But do, but you can't, can you commission one as a like consulting brewmaster to come and recommend beers to you? Oh. Um, a brewmaster will always recommend their own brews, wouldn't they? Whereas a vintner would uh, would say, oh, you should you should definitely drink this 1964 whatever, because it's fucking great. I think that's how they phrase it.
1: Probably. Makes sense.
2: Yeah. Well, that's a job to... Um, if it doesn't exist, I've just invented it, and I'm going to become very, very rich by going around people's houses and recommending um, I don't know, Stella. like... Yeah. Uh, I, say, would, oh, I would wager there's
0: Definitely one in in Belgium. That must be a well, thing in Belgium. Have you
2: seen the waitros um in their beers, wines and spirits aisle, they have little tasting notes on the um uh well let's do this as a fun little quiz. Um
3: do they have it like right on the like the sort of uh wait on the Yeah, It's like um,
2: yeah, so recommend like tells you what the what the wine and stuff is gonna taste like. So um Well
3: the wine one's fine. It's if they've got it for like, you know.
2: Let me uh let me just I'll read out these, these tasting notes and you tell me what you what you think it's gonna be for. It says a stronger lager with a cognac flavour, full bodied fruity tasting with a good clean bitterness. What do you think that might be? Special brew. It is special brew, yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's why I chose it.
2: Yeah, And that's that's peak Waitrose, isn't it? Having it really... tasting notes for, for special I, I brew. I still
3: remember the uh, the time that I went into uh, the off-licence uh, down the road from where I was living at the time with my housemate, and we were trying to decide what beers to buy from the fridge, and a man who had cycled to the off-licence uh, tried to convince us of the merits of buying special brew and lemonade um, mm. because it had by far the highest... Uh, alcohol mm. to money ratio. Um, it is the
2: most efficient uh, beer, yeah, basically. Um, how how high is efficiency on your uh, list of things to consider when drinking beer? Well, we yeah. know it's at number four for eating cheese.
3: Yeah, efficiency is not particularly high. Um, <laughs> okay. I, I'm not too concerned about like alcohol per second.
2: I mean that's that's the polar opposite of most people who drink. Um, well, especially special brew, but but lager in general. Yeah, efficiency is. I would say. Top of the list. If, if, certainly for people in Weatherspoons.
3: Yes. I
1: well,
2: mean, I otherwise, Wethers- why would you be no, in the no Wetherspoons?
1: One, no one drinks Foster's who wants to get drunk quickly. That's true.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. So cost and then value is is somewhat below the cost, which is silly, really, isn't it?
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, people are getting pissed drunk maybe we should go and have uh, interventions in Wetherspoons and tell them you're doing this wrong, don't drink the Fosters drink the strong stuff you'll save money and you'll get fucked up and uh, fall over in the road and they'll say that's fantastic, thank you two star podcast
1: yeah, we might get some more listeners hmm
2: I think there's probably about uh, a little bit of time left for a film review,
0: yes yeah there is isn't there what film should we review
2: um well there's there's one out now, uh and I would rather fry a shit than see it, and that is Absolutely Fabulous.
0: Well, uh it's funny you should say that. Uh because I saw Absolutely Fabulous today. Oh, I'm sorry. And um normally I don't bother watching films, I just find out what Mark Commode thinks. Um mm. now and again I like to go and see a film and see do I agree with him? And um yeah, you know, I did. It was it's not good um yeah
3: is it is yeah. it bad is it so bad it's good is it so bad you just started crying it's just
0: bad bad ah
3: is that, that's one of the worst kinds of bad
0: yeah it's so
2: if, bad that it's so good that it's bad
0: i think had it been um a christmas special it might just about have been all right about oh. an hour's worth of stuff um but stretched out to an hour and a half. Um, yeah, it was poor. And I, the only I jokes would... they seem to have come up with, uh, I found I found to be quite transphobic, uh, which I was disappointed by, really.
1: Hmm.
2: I would say that I hate Absolutely Fabulous more than I hate Japanese pop culture. Wow, that's... Uh, that's a lot. That's a uh, statement.
0: Well, isn't it? See, I was
3: just having a look, and... When was the TV series on? Like the early 90s? Yeah, 1996, and then apparently it was revived and it was ran from 2001 to 2004, which I hadn't remembered. Um, So it's been like 12 years since it was last on, which, A, seems a weird time to bring something back 12 years after everyone's forgotten about it, but also, like, everyone must be really old at this point.
0: Yeah. Um I mean, That's, I that's kind to... of built into the plot. Well, I say plot. It's a very <laughs> it's a very flimsy plot, which is part of the issue. Um but yeah, I I would not recommend going to see it. Is um, it
2: worse than The In Between Us 2?
0: Ah, uh, I think it is worse than The In Between Us 2. Wow. Because The In Between Us 2 at least had some very good set pieces. Yeah. And this didn't have that.
2: Mm. Wow sad yeah well uh that's our film of the week yeah
3: how many how many stars out of uh, a number would you give it
0: uh i would go out five and i think one and a half
2: disappointing You're, you're off brand there it's worse than this podcast yeah, you've gone off message. You should have said I'd give it two stars, and then we could have all uh, cheered and, and finished the episode right there. And then, do you want to give it another go? Yeah. Um, so how, how many stars would you give? Absolutely fabulous.
0: I would give it one and a half stars. I stand. Uh. I stand by my, <laughs> my statement. Chris's
3: integrity is worth more than our shitty jokes. Yeah, wow. I mean, there's um, there's like,
0: a good joke um that comes from RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, if someone says, "How's your head?" The answer is no complaints so far. Ha-ha.
2: Oh, I see. Like um, a fellatio.
0: Yeah, it's clever, isn't it? Yeah. It is. Yeah.
2: OK, well, um, Dan, how would you rate Chris's performance on this week's episode?
1: I give it two stars. Yay! Ah.
2: And that's the end. No,
0: no, that's no, it. it's not. No, I want to talk about Craig David. Oh, fucks. OK. I mean, I, I reviewed Craig David's um, song, having not listened to it, and I since have accidentally heard it, and I actually quite liked it because he does some counting. He counts from oh, one up to five. I and like f-
2: counting in songs almost as I, much as I like spelling in songs. Chris, are
0: you sure that
3: yeah. you heard his song and didn't see him on Sesame Street?
0: No. Well, I mean, this is the thing. I think if he could clean up some of his muckier lyrics he could get a job on CBeebies because he's already got the song about the days of the week. That's That's an important thing to learn. Um, And now counting one up to five five. and then five down to one. he would need to go up a bit higher, I think, but I think he's got a good founding to do some good education songs and that's, we should branch into that.
2: Maybe that's his, uh, his new niche that he's going to carve out for himself.
0: Maybe. Yeah. Mining
2: the worlds of grime and um counting.
0: Yeah. And uh the, the other Craig David news is um I accidentally um made a Craig David beard on my face. Uh which was a bit unfortunate.
2: Is that not now known as a Stephen Crab beard?
0: I mm, know uh, no, it, it was just before Stephen Crab became famous.
2: Oh, you were doing it, it before it's cool. Yeah. Thing
0: well, what happened is you can't well, help it, can you? I thing. went to I uh, went to a wedding. Um, I was the best man. You
3: got really drunk, when and, you want <laughs> a
0: well, no, I had had a beard when I was on holiday in a sunny place, so I was tanned, and I realised I couldn't shave the beard off completely because <laughs> then I'd Actually have
3: had have this. Lines.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I thought what what I'll do is I'll just neaten up the the scraggy bits a little bit on my cheeks, but. I did one side and then oh no, that's that's not even. I'll do the other side a little bit, and it just kept going until it got <laughs> oh, to the point where it was basically basically the Craig David shaped beard. And I sort of thought this was a mistake, wasn't it?
2: I mean, guess that explains Craig David. Mm. At least, maybe it? maybe that's what he did.
0: But yeah, those are my two my two bits of Craig David news. So.
2: Excellent.
3: Well, I mean, thank you for the update. Um, okay. That, well, we how, would, how
0: would you the, uh, um
2: section subscriber section of the podcast? How would how would what? How would you rate your Craig David bid?
0: Um. Well, let me think. Um, are we doing it out of five? Well, out yeah, of whatever. star rating, obviously. It out of five yeah. um, stars. Um, yeah. I think I'd probably give it three out of five.
2: That's brilliant. Well done.
0: Thank you,
3: Chris. <laughs> well, Chris. You're a valued addition to our podcast.
2: So that's yeah. that's the end of episode 56 of three-star podcast.
3: That's one and a half um, star
2: podcast, I think you'll find. Oh, one and a half. Yeah. Well, we've got options. <coughs> if Mohammed won't go to the mountain, then... Um, Fuck why, it. Why, why do you want to go to the fucking mountain anyway? It's just a mountain. skiing, I that's... suppose. You he you probably wants to go skiing. Uh, that's true.
3: Yeah.
2: But in which case, you can't really expect the mountain to come to you because... Um,
3: well, like, maybe like uh, an indoor yeah. ski slope.
2: Mm. Did th- yeah, yeah. I mean, if you won't go to the mountain, that's fair enough, because they're, they're far away, aren't they? But there are other options, that's what we're saying.
0: Yeah. Well, what about in the days before refrigeration, um, you could get some ice from the mountain to cool off?
2: Yeah, um, but uh, you could just sit in the bath, couldn't you?
0: Yeah, what if you were, just wanted a nice cold drink?
2: Um, you could... Um, uh leave it out in the winter. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. If okay. if
2: Mohammed won't come to the mountain, then you have to wait for winter. And uh that's that's my the, my final say on the matter.
0: Yeah. Support that wholeheartedly. Is is Dan gonna sort of say goodbye? Is that He'll he'll um you know he'll catch up in a bit just I mean uh, lo- I mean you you heard last week's episode, it was a
3: struggle to get him to do it then. Yeah. Um, and I, I checked in the edit and despite his protestations, he clearly did not say it You're from,
2: absolutely right, he didn't. Yeah.
0: See I, uh, I, had I'm the, into... I had the
3: waveform in Audacity and everything. There was just nothing but silence from from his end. I'd like to say this is obviously gutter reporting by the mainstream
1: media. I clearly did say those things, and it's an absolute lie if you go through the playback and say that I did say those things when I didn't have say those things on the playback. So um I'd like you all to
0: resign. I, I I'm into conspiracy theories and and I think that Perhaps Dan did say goodbye, and you deliberately edited it out to make him look bad. I
3: mean, if you want, I will publish the raw audio. Yes, you should publish it. Yeah, because. but then how do we know it, it's the raw audio? Cause
2: considering, what I, no, considering what I said about the Japanese earlier, I mean, <laughs> I mean releasing think releasing the source material for this podcast is only going to land us in trouble.
3: It took me like two and a half hours to edit that bastard Okay.
2: Unless unless somebody says something hilarious in the next ten seconds, none of this will make the edit. I
3: think
0: statistically we
3: know
0: how it's going (laughs) to go. Not that. So, so this little bit of talking, how many stars would you give it, Graham? I'd give it two stars.
3: Hey! Hey!
1: And on that shocking bombshell, we will leave you. Uh, It's good night from me, Daniel. Good night. Night from Graham. Oh, good uh, night. Night from Adam. Yes. And Chris can fuck off.
0: Night. Oh, that's mean. Right.